So wait a minute. So if you say falafel, she has to show pubes or Shit. look at that. That totally worked. Oh, uh, okay, Kathy. Um, tell what? What does she go by on the show? Renata. Renata. Oh, sorry. Tell Renata. So Hollywood Daddy has a thing with Renata that if you say certain things, she has to expose certain parts of her body. Oh, to you. nice. So um, try uh, try croissant. Who you want me to say that? Yeah, say that to her. Croissant. She's pulling down. She's wait. She's going over. Oh my god. Oh, oh the spread. Oh, no. oh my god. <laughs> This is the greatest to start to any perverted podcast episode. So if you say that, then she bends over and shows you her butthole. What was the first one? Well, Twinkies. What does Twinkies do? Twinkies gets, and now she's going over there. And titties. Everyone. Yay. Well, well, goddammit, let's start a show. Okay, let's that not. That would be good. Let's let's push this button and start a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Thank you and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, perverts. Hello. Hello. Woo. I'm Kathy. I am Abyss. You are not. I am. Well, Apple is sitting in Abyss's chair, so well, I don't know. It's like we're out of. Uh, what? Who are you? I'm Apple. I guess I'm the new uh, temporary abyss. You're just yes. You're today's your today's substitute abyss. abyss. You're sub abyss. <laughs> and I am Count Boogie. And this is an amazing show. Creepy. Stop. Did you just put a picture of titties on Kathy's uh, back? Pubes on the back. Uh, <laughs> stop putting things on my back. <laughs> well, for the preferred podcast listeners, the way we sit in the show in the Love Lab, it's kind of small. So Kathy's back is to most of the audience, and so and they do Holly- weird things behind my back. Hollywood Daddy and Creepy are now comparing notes of, <laughs> as to what to paste on her back so like get an old playboy which we have a stack of here we have a stack of those here look at these see these vintage vintage 19 no these are 1980s playboy true story Uh true story you see this issue right here everyone see this okay so we're doing uh, a video christmas booty right so we're doing a perverted podcast video for christmas it's an old song blah 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 we'll talk about it next week so I'm like, okay, with the scene in, I'm supposed to be a guy waking up in a bed by myself with a bunch of porn around. So I'm like, well, I need a bunch of porn. So I go into the library at Threshold because I know there's all sorts of old shitty porn in there. And I start going, ah, oh, Playboys are stacks of fucking old Playboys from the 80s and 90s. And I go through these, these things. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to grab it. And I swear to God, and I see this issue. This issue. I want everyone to take note of this issue. Which is? April... 1981 Playboy Entertainment for Men and like a fucking sack of bricks. I said, oh my God, I had this issue when I was fucking 11 years old. My dad had given me this issue. It was one of my first fucking explorations. I had like three. I had the Bo Derek issue. I had this. And then later on in a trash bin, I found a hustler. And I swear to God, Kathy, Apple, everybody. I don't know if you have ever had some type of smacking revelation of 35 years of 
distance this magazine and I swear I started thumbing through it and like every joke, every line. Of course, you're tw- 11, whatever, 12, 13 years old. You memorize every fucking line of your Playboy. And like it was like no time had passed whatsoever. I'm all there's the bear. There's the thing. There's oh, my God. I use that joke all the time. I didn't even realize where some of my personality coming and to just look back and see this issue. Perverted podcast listeners, part of who I am and how I express myself sexually is based on the first, my first uh, impressions of sexuality and pornography. Wow. Here it is. You know what, though? So now I want to pass that, out hey. some of these Playboys oh. so everybody can start having their, their experiences with um, non, um, yeah, hairy pussies from the 80s and 90s. You know, though, I'm saving it's this a, one. It's a good thing that's not the actual one you had or it would have your dried jizz all over no 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 i never did how, okay show of hands perverted podcast audience um how many of you guys have ever jerked uh, guys obviously have ever jerked off onto a magazine by accident okay no no no, no. <laughs> by accident okay unger what have you ever jerked off onto a magazine? Not onto, actually. Just really, just what do you mean, not onto? Actually, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> there's a story surrounding. There. Did it just start floating in its own sort of parallel universe? It, it, it hovers. It hovers. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Unger has a Floaty. floating spooge. Thank you. A little, little applause. That is very interesting. I will say, it's, it's a microphone right there. Okay. Uh, when I did jerk off on the uh, magazine, someone else had already jerked off on it to give me the permission to do it. <laughs> I really didn't know. <laughs> that was the only time. Oh, that oh is like God. a like like doing a two way a three way on a fucking magazine. And I have no idea whose semen it was. Oh. It was like I found I, you know like when you're young you find the shit right and in trash bins and yeah I jerked off on it because it was already it was already <laughs> stuck together. Somebody had paved the way. Did you just rip the page? Somebody, somebody oh, oh, oh thank oh. you for donating. <laughs> Creepy has found these stuck together. Uh, I'm just going to keep this let's, article. Let's so that was on, that was please. big to me. Uh, actually, Apple, mm-hmm. who are you? Uh, what do you mean? Apple, what do you do? What are you? You're uh, here. She's yeah. a member of the Devil's Mass Society, or as Hollywood Daddy calls it, the Rope Cult. The Rope Cult <laughs> is a, a very good name for that. Um, so I've been in the scene for like two and a half years. I joined the Ropey Cult, and it's just sort of been my thing. She's and, an instructor for beginners, though, right? That's what you mostly teach. Um, yeah. So I tie like personally because um, with because I have a bunch of play partners that. It's it's nice to have bodies to tie. I, um, that's what I always say. <laughs> As opposed to chair legs, yeah, it's a yeah, little more exactly. intimate. Um, and then um, I help teach beginner rope classes in in LA for new people that want to get into it. Nice. That's nice. Yeah. So we brought you down. We love you. Love the way you tie. You're you're a lot of fun. So we're like, Happy okay, s- sit down, <laughs> sit in the fucking chair. Everyone's got to do it. Everyone <laughs> has right. to do it at one point. Everyone has to sit in the in the guest host chair and. Uh, <laughs> And pipe in, so you have permission to speak. By the way, you can, you oh, can just, well, yeah, you can you. just and talk a lot of shit about Kathy because she has a fucking ego like nobody's business, and you just got to shut the bitch to up. Yourself. What? <laughs> Am I projecting? <laughs> what else is going? Oh my god! Oh my god! It's only a few weeks away. Mm. It's only a few Are you weeks referring away. To adult, adult con. con. Oh my god! The preparations have been furious. Have adult been con, furious? December sixteenth, seventeenth, sure. and eighteenth at the L.A. Convention Center. 
it's get it's just porn star boobies. It is. It's just mm-hmm. uh, an entire like twenty million square feet of nothing but porn star boobies, boobies. with little <laughs> little back black tape on them. Are there boobs and rope? That's what you really want, like tied up boobies. Well, there if will you be were gonna, boobs. if you were going to come and demo at the perverted podcast playground, there may be, there. be some boobies in rope. Because we're coming down there, we're teaching classes, we're teaching like five, six, all beginner type classes, how to improvise your kink, you know, basic spanking, wax play, uh, you know, uh, erotic massage, stuff like that. Um, But so exciting to just be down there and for them to invite us down to just, you know, kind of teach their non-kinky audience about kink. So it's really like an introduction and, and so... It's gonna be. I'm excited. We've been. I've been working my ass off. It's quite a, a schedule you put together. There's a lot of classes, a lot of demos. I didn't really. Th- I mean, we've done events like this, but for me, you know, either you're doing the demos or the you know teaching some classes, and to just put everything both together, it's been a lot to put together the classes. Mostly the demos. We do that stuff all the time. Demos and panels. But it's a lot. It's three days of. All kinds three of days. kinky goodness. Three days. So uh, I'm ex- I'm just excited. It's gonna. No, I don't care if nobody shows up to our booth. We'll just be standing. We're just gonna be there. Why would anybody come to us when there are booby porn boobies? I I think they're uh, the way the the owner of the event kind of explained it is like, hey, you know, there's boobies, you know, but. <laughs> But sometimes people need, uh, you know, lunch, you know, or something. So basically they're just going to come and So we're kind of the background eat. music. But, you know, because we're doing kink and we're actually trying things like if you want to try wax play, if you want to try getting clothespins put on you or spanking or a cropping or, you know, some basic bondage and stuff like that, you can come to the Perverted Podcast Playground and we will try those just like we do at all the threshold uh, events where we have people that actually give samples who know what they're doing. So it's actually, it could be really cool. People could be real. I've done it at events like that before. And people love it. You know, they're just like, I've never, I don't even know what the hell this is. And then all of a sudden, here you are. Hey, why don't you feel some wax on your arm or a violet wand on your nutsack or something like that? You know? <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't want yeah, that? Just, who wouldn't want that? You know, just a beginner doing <laughs> some stuff. And then we staple someone's dick to a board or something. <laughs> okay. You know, just to get them, just to get their feet wet, pretty much. No boogie, please. Yeah. A taster. Yeah. <laughs> just a taster. <laughs> just a nut taster. It's just, just the tip. We'll just, just nail just the just tip. The the tip. Taste your own. Cannibalism play. Somebody <laughs> oh. in our community just did that. I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. They they did. They they cut off some skin and he and he fried up her skin and seasoned it and then fed it to her. Huh? You're into that. Oh, Renata is into that. What? God. Go 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 up there. Yeah. When I was younger, I used to. You know, like want to try uh, someone's, you know, flesh. Eat. Oh, so you want to eat? Not, consen- not take your flesh. That would be yeah, stupid. No. But actually eating someone. Okay, by yeah, show I of mean, hands. Consensual. If you had a chance to try human meat, and you wouldn't go to jail for it, just to try it in a fucking taco. How many people? Raise <laughs> yeah, your hands. Why not? How many people? One, two, three. Depending on the chick, really. Yeah. Three. There's okay, and Renata. Okay, yeah. four. Four out of like twelve. There's actually an event where they do that. What? Uh, there's a kink event called Blood and Bone where what? they actually do cook with human blood. Oh, with human blood. Okay, oh but like God. actually huh. chewing on a you know dude or a chick. They do coke with human blood. They cook. do coke with human blood. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Cook. Cook. You're deaf and blind, right. you motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am, yes. <laughs> oh my god. Let's go on. Are we going to Okay, I got to share this because I need you guys to support me. Um I might have done something bad. <laughs> and so I need you might, guys to help. You might have? I I might have. Yes, and thank you. Um 
sometimes I'm excited and I teach Mark things that is exciting and fun. And, and sometimes I don't think forward about Mark's enthusiasm and the potential future danger and consequences. Oh, boogie. What did you do? So yesterday it was really rainy here. We don't get a lot of rain. So it was rainy and we had, you know, uh, the three of us and four of us were here and it was like our slumber party. Who was the four of us? Uh, it was, uh, bubbles and, uh, what is, go, she hasn't picked a name yet. Okay. So mysterious other, a hot check. Um, so we were having our thing and we're shooting the video and, uh, and so it's raining, and Mark's like, "Hey, let's go out and drive in the rain." You know, we just it's, let's get out and do something. And you know me, I'm a shut in, but you know, there's three hot chicks that want to go out, and so you're like, "All right, you know, fine." So we're driving in the rain, and I'm like, "I don't know what came over me, like I was 12 again, or like stupid." And I'm like, "Go down this street if you want to see some shit," because I know down Tahunga is like industrial, and the streets are shitty, and it just fills with puddles of water like oh almost halfway across the street so i basically might have taught mark hydroplaning and you know kind Boogie. of hitting the puddles really fast and getting in the middle of them and spraying and that car turned into a car of screaming 10 year olds <laughs> they rolled down the windows and mark just fucking barely barreled through these things <laughs> made videos the water squirting in the car there's ah, this is the greatest thing ever and all of a sudden i instantly realized as excited as mark was this is bad and i need to explain to her every possible risk of doing this too little too late you're gonna man. you're gonna you know you're gonna wet your brakes you gotta give yourself lots of distance okay there's gonna be potholes <laughs> i start going this and she's like i don't give a fuck and she's just like you just see this teeny little person turn into this r- mad max driver just blare and I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. This is fun, <laughs> but you know you're gonna die, and that's what why day! people what a day! people just. <laughs> so I, so basically, you endangered the promising the future. Yes, of three there will lovely be, girls. There will be because I just saw by the look on her face that she was. She was just not hearing the safety aspects of it. Maybe because it came a little too late. It just, she's just like, and literally, she said she's driving through. They're like, "Fuck you!" And I'm like, "Okay, just give yourself some distance. There's a car coming up. You guys, the brakes might tell you not kind of fly." And she's like, "I know you're saying stuff, but I am not listening." <laughs> yeah. Oh, Boogie. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Just another day on Fat Life with bondage, kink, and freaky sex. Ooh, that is freaky. The type of things you see on Fat Life will leave you happy, horny, enlightened. Or possibly perplexed. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted his permission to do so. Did you want to be Abyss? No, I just barked because in the song, <laughs> there, I there put a wolf there. There was a dog barking, so I just went woof. All right. We only have one post today. It's by Boy Josh, and it's called Our First Bad Scene. Oh, this was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. I'm going to give you a little... It's a long post, and she's uh, there. he's talking about him and his girlfriend. They're doing a scene. And he gets bratty with her, which is something that they do once in a while, and he mouths off, and he's thinking, yeah, it's no big deal. We've done it before. She'll punish me. They do it, and everything is great, but he ends up having some kind of a meltdown because he realizes, oh, my God, I just fucked up the scene. We were supposed to have this romantic thing, and instead I pushed her into punishing me. And he starts to spiral. Before you know it, he's on the floor. He's curled up in a fetal position. He's sobbing his eyes out, and she's trying to 
tell him, it, really, dude, it's no problem. Everything is good. And it ends up being good, but this is uh, what, how he concludes it. He says, we had survived our first bad scene. The deep distress I felt vanished as quickly as it came. We said our apologize and reassurances, and we moved on with our evening. No shadow looming over it, no baggage. It was done. Sometimes bad moments are strong cornerstones just as much, if not more so, than good ones. In fact, I'd argue that when all was said and done, it was a good moment. At some point, something like what happened is bound to happen again. People screw up, and shit happens even when no one screws up. Things go sideways. We'll be just fine. I love that post. I love this post so much because I absolutely agree when he says that sometimes strong cornerstones happen because of bad moments, if not more so than good moments. Everything that I have ever had that has been a phenomenal learning point for me has come from something really shitty. Something shitty in your life. (laughs) That's the half loser way. Which I hate. (laughs) And yet it happens. And I have had several scenes slip sideways and it is never a big deal as much as I think it is. We always get over it quickly if you have someone you communicate well with. It's never really a big deal. So I, I loved this post, post and I, I thought it was very well written. Do you have anything to add in, guest host? Um, I agree. Like, it, having bad moments is how you learn because you're not going it, to, it's an opportunity to get closer with your partner. Like, I had uh, an experience where I was playing with one of my play partners and I had another one that was very into humiliation, but this one wasn't. And I forgot. And I said, (laughs) like, no, no, it was because I was very in the moment. And I said something bad. And he got like, I called him something like. I've, I can't even remember something like limp dick or something. Oh, oh. oh. you just had to go for the throat. It couldn't even <laughs> um, be your hair is funny. You just had to own. But I and then when I saw his face, like I was just devastated because I did a bad thing. Because in that moment when we were playing, I forgot that mental checklist of realizing that, no, this person doesn't like that. You have another play partner that does. And, like, he he was upset. He had to, like, I let him, get, like, have a space. We talked about it. And after that, it was actually a really good learning experience, and we became closer. And now it's one of those things where I'm very, very, like, careful not to do stupid shit like that. Or at least be, like, more cognizant of it. Because I, I never want that again. So I know. Even though you you do learn shit from it, you never forget that feeling of Yeah, you, you don't Oh, you just fucked it up. <laughs> yes. Like I think I'm getting like tight chested just thinking about it. <laughs> well well also because if you're a decent human being and you have empathy for your partner, you should care that, you know, you did a bad thing. If I was a complete sociopath, I'd be like, Well fuck it, whatever. I think once again, like just like the thing said, uh, I don't think I've learned shit that hasn't nearly killed me or me kill someone else. Like, I don't have enough memory. Like, I need... I'm such a drug addict mentality that literally, if something doesn't nearly, like, just devastate my entire world, I won't even remember it for more than an hour. So, like, as horrible as it is, you, I can't grow without pain and suffering and doing something really bad that has a really negative effect. If I didn't overdose on drugs, I would still be doing drugs. If I had to overdose multiple times on drugs and have bad experiences and it still didn't stop me. So it's I think it's so important to embrace that and just be able to say this is part of living. This is, you know, having these experiences just really part 
of how humans remember. Most of us don't remember unless there's some bad trigger feeling that goes, oh, that's shitty. That feels, sh- oh, I don't want to do that again. And then when things like come up or you see a, a color or a billboard or somebody says a word and that triggers that kind of remembrance from that thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to happen. You're a fool if you think it's not going to happen. And in race car driving, they say there's only two kinds of drivers, those who have hit the wall and those who are going to hit the wall. Sure. Mm -hmm. Because at some point, you're going to have a scene slip sideways. Mm -hmm. And when you do, remember this conversation. You hear it. (laughs) Don't be afraid of it. I think the thing that uh, I get most excited about this is, and and I'm glad that the poster talked about, I think this was a good scene. And of course, it, when it sucks, it sucks. You had a plan that it was going to be romantic and you were going to have this incredible thing. And then it when it went sideways and you had whatever, okay. What I love about playing with humans, because that's what I choose to do, as opposed to sit and play <laughs> video games for decades of my life when I decided that humans were more interesting than video games because I didn't have that control. In video games, I have all the control. I, I find, I'm the worst. I find the god cheat and I just fucking play the game. I just want to own everything and be the god. But when you deal with humans, it's organic and they change and they, they you can start with an intention. I have started scenes that were laughy, happy scenes and like literally just turned, not spiraled. They turned into complete weeping, sobbing, uh, you know, weeping Buddha scenes where the person I was playing with who was one second was laughing had now gotten to a space where she experienced the pain and suffering of every living creature and started processing seeing different things die and rot and and she just bawled and I, I checked in with her and she and, and it wasn't a stop check in. You know, there's a way to do it to where you're just like, Hey, where are you? Okay, I'm gonna continue. And we went on for like another hour and a half and she just went through life after life after life and had this incredible cathartic moment and a connection with her own life and existentials and whatever. If I had tried to control that scene as the top and said, hey, man, I started with some laughing fucking shit, man. We were going to do some light things. I was going to get a blowjob later. Mm -hmm. If I would have gone down that road, A, you're not playing with a human. You're now trying to control something like a video game. And B, you never would have had that experience. So... I try to tell a lot of my my play partners when we negotiate or when we talk, I'm like, look, let's be organic. If it goes somewhere, then let's just follow it because that's so much more interesting. It's so much more interesting. Even if you have a plan and it and it it's just so much more. I've had so many scenes that have gone completely fucking somewhere else. And those have all been just incredible. I think you embrace that more than I do. Really? I'm more, yeah, I, I'm more like Apple, like you're cringing just thinking about it. You never, ever want to have that experience again. <laughs> but I've actually heard you say that you look forward to moments like that. I do. so cathartic. I do, because so, it's, yeah. it's real. It's fucking real. I lived a fake life. I mean, between video games and religion and all this shit, that I lived the fake world. And let me tell you, it's very not satisfying. So when you all of a sudden come into a place where we have an opportunity to get with people and have a real moment with them, and even though it may be a little awkward or whatever, and I'm not talking about pain. It sucks to have pain. I don't look forward to doing something shitty like when I fucking went overboard on Mark during our interrogation scene. Okay, that felt kind of shitty, but it was still an amazing learning moment, and she masturbated about it for like a week because <laughs> so, she likes consensual <laughs> non-consent. 
<laughs> which worked out to <laughs> my favor. Fair. I didn't go to jail that day. Everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, well, but that was a great post. That was yeah. By boy, I decided I could talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's also good to look at that experience as a learning opportunity and not as some sort of like mark on your relationship. Sure. And I think that's how you get past it and how you become stronger from that. Like taking it as we're going to learn, we're going to communicate. Because um, I know people that have played with tops that, um, like, uh, one of my friends, like, she injured her hand from playing, and, like, she checked into the top, and the top, like, refused to, like, text her back. Ah. Like, didn't, yeah. didn't, yeah, that's not the video game, man. You didn't oh. fulfill my video game fantasy. Yeah, so I, I think looking at experiences like that as a learning positive experience is how, you know, both people grow. Absolutely. You don't want to just be that dick that never calls back. <laughs> don't be that dick. That is a dick right. move. It is. I vote oh, yeah. go. Get up there. Uh, I think I'm, uh, I don't know, have a mastery level of fucking up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but I agree that uh, growing is important. You know, um, what I really get off on, though, is the communication uh, so that I can actually understand and connect to a person in right. those moments. And uh, for someone who doesn't normally connect with people, it's uh, it's like bittersweet. I re- recognize I fucked up, but then we get to a place where we can actually uh, have a real conversation instead of the shallow, like, I just want to treat you like an object kind of thing. And I always appreciate those moments. Nice. Anyone else? Okay. That's some wisdom Hollywood Daddy just laid on us. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. A little bit of depth. It was some depth from the bottom right. of the, from the bottom so, of the testicle. Did you apologize? Go back for to being depth. a scumbag. Get a fucking <laughs> kilo of sprinkles, you motherfucker! Jesus Christ! That's good stuff. Good stuff. But uh, then we have. Does a pussy taste like eggplant? What is that? What happened to our host topic jingle? That's the host topic. I had like three of them and I just went, oh, look, I never used this one. I I forgot I I did that one. I did that like a year ago. (laughs) Did did you just give me the pussy eggplant jingle? That's that's it. (laughs) Thank you. Does your pussy taste? Well, that's something we think about. Well, you know, Apple had some stuff she wanted to talk about. And so uh, that's the so so Apple. Thanks, Boogie. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I would say my, my pussy tastes more like apples and not eggplants. Look at that. Aww. Cinnamon right. apples. Hey. Or, <laughs> or sour tried green it. apple. Of course I've tried it. Is it <laughs> sour green apple? or hell's no. <laughs> is it like blueberry sour apple? <laughs> or is this a sour Mark! <laughs> oh, wait. Go test apple's pussy. No. What? <laughs> Leave poor Mark. We didn't even checked into the... The chat, chat room? room. Wait, I'm sorry, just, Apple. <laughs> we're just ignoring you now. Agar, what? What's going on in the chat room? We are talking. Well, we were talking about fire play and new toys people have in their toy bags. Microphone. We were talking about fire play and new toys people have in their toy bags. Okay. Hi. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much where we are. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, also, how to size male chastity cages? Any 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 input on that? Anyone? Oi. Apple. Oh. Uh, Size a male chastity cage. That, that is not a black an keys area wants to know who's keys. a chat regular. <laughs> I um uh, I I don't know. Screwdriver. There you go. Screwdriver. <laughs> Soldering iron. <laughs> don't, don't you treat him like pants? Wait, look, Jay. Jay will now come up. <laughs> I I I actually don't know much about this, but what I do know is it can be really tricky. Long long time ago, I wound up involved in a situation where we had somebody that came out with 
with the with the male chastity the that CB one thousand what you call it that locks everything in and you're supposed to be able to put a padlock on it and it's supposed to be freestanding. Right. It's not like a full on belt. It just locks around the b- cock and balls and you know gives you this really pathetic looking little shriveled you know down. Sure. Sloping uh, penis. I like the hand puppetry. Yeah. To, uh, to I wish our listeners could see yes. you are just being incredibly <laughs> Sicilian and descriptive about your cock and ball cage. So, it, well, this one is this wasn't even mine. This was his idea to come showing up with it, and we're like, all right, well, we're going to go run with it. We want it, this was like uh, we we put him in a mask, I think, and had him on KSX radio or something, sure. and it's like, all right, yeah, let's let's all right, you, you you came equipped. We dig it. All right, let's go. But the thing is, is that it started to fall off in the middle of the thing. Because I guess it was, I guess he like started with a large or something. And so even though everything looked nice, snug and tight at the time, when, you know, when he was getting spanked or flogged or what have you, it kind of worked. It's So how does this go along with how to tighten a thing? <laughs> just trying to get on topic we have another you my know. point is yeah. like you know it's like you know i, I wouldn't just i'm a guy man i love your soliloquy going on you know talking about random random guy with the cage but <laughs> I, I let me put it this way would you, you suggest a a, a a piece of duct tape <laughs> uh, i would suggest that when buying it contact you know either either uh, if you can walk in and do a test drive thing at like stock room yeah or, just go into like, the stock room <laughs> and whip out your junk and go, hey, I, I need to make sure, you know, it's like, I, mi- you know, mistress wants to make sure this thing goes down That would be tight. incredible. Uh, but the other thing is, is, like, if you're doing this online or mail order, keep in mind that you, I don't know, you may have to, like, size down. You may have to, you know. Call Thank you, authority. <laughs> have a seat, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the answer is Google it. <laughs> Google it. Google is your friend. <laughs> Apple, take it away. (laughs) This is what happens when you leave a topic for another topic, eight more topics later. It's it's ADD kink, right? Yeah, pretty much. That's what we do here. Um, So host topic, I want to talk about rope because uh, you may... Good call. You do, you know. Yeah, you know, I I don't know if you knew, but I kind of like rope. Kind (laughs) of. Like... Like I kind of like sleep with it in my bed. Like I I, I pet it good night. You have like I a little rope bag. About you. <laughs> it's at the foot of the bed. But anyways, you name it Hempy. 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 Bambi. 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 I don't know. Maybe a bamboo. Isn't bamboo rope kind of nasty? Uh, no, it's bamboo rope is actually soft. Oh. Yeah, there are lots of different types of rope, but um, what I wanted to talk about uh, specifically with rope is that. Because I teach a lot of new people, I see a lot of like recurring patterns, and a lot of people get into rope because they see the really awesome photos on FetLife, and they're like, "Oh my God, it's so beautiful! Like, I want to learn how to do that." So I find that a lot of people are really like they're so focused on what it looks like that they forget that they're tying people, not packages. This is not UPS, like. <laughs> That's an old reference when they used to string the package. That's awesome. I have, I have my moments. Nice. <laughs> like it. But, um, yeah, I, I see people being very, like, gingerly and paying more attention to their tie than, like, and the person is, like, 
yawning, like one hand just on their hip. begging God for a cell phone to fall in their hands so they can start thumbing. <laughs> You're like, where's my phone? I want to play Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> this would be so much better if I had hands. Um, but uh, so um, what I teach in, in the with Devil Mass Society for these rope classes is the is uh, one of them is connective rope. So you're actually not allowed to tie any knots and you're only allowed to use one rope. And the idea is to um, interact with your bottom and move them in a way and like help, like synchronize your breathing or not synchronize your breathing so that you're having this energy exchange because that's what rope is more about. It's like in play in general is sure, sure. like that connection and that you're having with your partner and rope is just an extension of that like whether you're doing spanking or floggings or you know chastity whatever it may be like you're playing with a person not a package or video games sure um so like uh when i tell people i'm like your rope could look ugly as shit like if you're as long as you're not doing photos you're not doing really dangerous suspensions like as as long as they're on the ground and they're tied up like there and they're having a good time like you've success you have successfully done bondage see i got so excited i'm lisping nice <laughs> i i think that is amazingly true i remember being uh coming into the lifestyle i don't know like seven eight years ago or whatever and i was at like some party you know like a fete noir or something before it was garden of heathens whatever it was at threshold and and I had two girls, which obviously was a very new experience for me. I had not had many experiences with more than one. Surely not in an open dungeon and playing. And I knew, like, the basic, like, tie a knot and put it over a head and then kind of weave it around kind of thing. So no, you know, no fancy ties, nothing. I just knew that. But I had no idea how to tie two people together with that. And I remember I started digging in to these girls and and started and like literally the most ass thing in the world that I had ever seen in my life and I started getting kind of self-conscious and I'm like ah oh, this looks like ass but I'm with these girls so I had enough to kind of hey I'm you know I'm I'm with two people so it's it's still kind of cool and they were seemed to have a good time so I did a lot of spanking and biting or whatever to kind of bullshit my way out of it and there was someone there uh, who's in our lifestyle. I don't know if I can uh, say his name, but he's a really cool tire, and and he's a he's a cool guy, and I like him. But he's like he's somebody that I looked up to when I first got here, and he was like literally five feet away. So I started getting kind of like, oh man, this guy's gonna see, and I'm just <laughs> like a total douche. And he said such a graceful thing, you know, because you know he's like, hey, you looked like you're having fun over there, and I thought he was gonna kind of do a backhanded like, oh, I'm so much better than you. But he didn't. He like literally you had your fun, and I go, yeah, it was pretty cool. I go, yeah, I just I, I don't know how to tie two chicks, but it was, and he just stopped me. He's all, dude, you were tying two chicks. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? And I was mm-hmm. like, and so. Hearing that from somebody who was somebody who did a, a lot of rope that I really appreciated. And that kind of transferred to not just rope, but to all types of play. Because we have a lot of new people that come in and they play. And they're like, oh, I don't know how to do a real play scene. And I don't know how to do all the you know flowing arms and crop teasings and stuff like that. And, and they don't even know how to swing anything or whatever. And they're very insecure. And we teach people just like you, just go touch them. Mm-hmm. Just go touch them, rub their back, do give some little scratches. Here, put your thumb over their tailbone and spank their butt a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's the intention. 
Who cares what it looks like? If you're on show and you're playing for other people, you shouldn't be playing anyway mm-hmm. because you're going to end up just ignoring the person you're right. with. Now, that's I have a question for you, Apple. Have you ever rope bottomed or do you, do you just top? Oh, I switch. Yes. You do. Uh-huh. So have you ever had the experience where you were playing with a rope top who wasn't connecting with you and was more concerned with the rope? Uh, luckily, no, I have not because um, I've only bottomed for like my fellow snooty rope cult. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're not snooty. I'm told we're all very like dorks. We're all very dork. Um, but I think it's because I know what I'm looking for that I generally don't bottom for someone if I don't know that I'm going to have that connection with them. Like, can I can I can already foresee the future, and if it it doesn't look good, I'll just sort of pass on it. So if any of us want to play with the rope top, we should come to you and say, come to Apple. how's Absolutely. that person? <laughs> I pick up Apple the all the time. <laughs> all the time. I just like throw people at Apple. Go, the best. Talk, go talk to her. Go talk to her. Well, I think that's great because I, I don't, I really don't know. I know one tie. It's, it's mm-hmm. very functional for me. I love it. It's the one I use all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's my limit with rope. But so the only experience I have is watching other people play. And I've actually seen what you're describing. I've seen people playing who are so caught up in, in the rope that the, the, they may as well be tying a dummy. That's, the, that's secondary, the person that they're tying up. And I always wondered as a bottom, what is it like to just stand there? You're just there as a tool for the top to, I don't know, get off on his rope. I guess if it's a demo, well, you know, then, then fine, you're doing, a, you're doing a demo. But yeah, if you're looking for a play scene... I, and some people, I think, maybe just like to get tied up so much that they just, you know, they get greedy. They're greedy bottoms. You know, they're just, you know, just mm-hmm. like those greedy, you know, selfish tops. There's greedy bottoms. So maybe they're just like, I don't give a fuck, dude. I don't care what your intention is. I just want to get tied up. <laughs> you know, angry Corey says that sometimes. Angry She's board like, member give, Corey. Angry. Oh, I love angry Corey. <laughs> angry Corey is awesome. The delicate flower that she is. She's like, I don't give a shit. Just fucking tie me up. <laughs> Well, because she likes the sensation of just like rope on skin is enough for some people. Yeah. And then um, also if I'm like playing with one of my partners, I make a distinction if it's scene rope or if it's practice rope. Oh, okay. Um, Because if it's practice time, the intention is more of like, I need to learn how to do this shit so that I can actually do it well and sexy in an actual play scene. Because, you know, if I don't practice, I'll lose it. Um, so then I make that distinction because it makes the, uh, the expectations like are set. Like the bottom knows that this isn't going to be a hot, sexy rope scene. This is like technical, like drills. Right. And then that way people aren't disappointed because you're both going in with the same mindset. Sure. Sure. Nice. I like it. I feel pretty good about that. Anyway, what comment? Also turn your mic. So you're talking more and more to the side of the. <laughs> I just want him like so you leave your face. Leave her alone. So Hi. Pull it to where you're in the front. Hi. There you oh my god, that's just engineer porn right there for me. Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's explanations with Dr. Doe. The questions just keep coming from they, that video. It keeps that video is up to like 122,000 views. Perverted podcast listeners, uh, the kinky or BDSM, BDSM dungeon yeah. tour on sex explanations that we did here. And uh, people asked a lot of questions. And now we're going to answer them. This is week three. I think we have one more week of this. And then we just leave those people. Are right, you ready? I got a good one. Okay. Somebody actually asked this. Oh, Jesus. How Christ. is it that prostitution is illegal, yet a business like Threshold isn't? <laughs> wait, wait. There's more. <laughs> 
Not criticizing the place, just confused. This is, I, <laughs> I, I love that question. That is an amazing question because that, like I said, the Sexplanations audience is a very non-kink audience. So these are on, these are the myths that they have about what BDSM is, is that it is all for pay. Or that, sex involved sex, and it, yeah, that, it isn't. That there's always that involved, yeah. and it's so exciting to hear that. And the answer is, Threshold is not a pay-for-play dungeon. There are pay-for-play dungeons where you can get non-sexual activities. I depend whatever country or city you live in. If prostitution is legal, maybe they include sex acts in it. In uh, the United States, in California, it is not. You are not allowed to give sex acts for money, so that would be prostitution. So the play is non. Uh, genital, you know, hand jobs or blow jobs or, or uh, vaginal. But at Threshold, we do it because we love doing this. And we do it because that's what we do, not because what we're getting paid for. So uh, a lot of dungeons out there in the world are people that do this recreationally. But And plus, that is a, a misconception that BDSM or kink is all about the sex and that it always has to involve sexual activity. And it absolutely can. And it can be a very erotic, sensual, and even sexual kind of play. But how many times have everybody in this room been in at Threshold at a party? How many times do we actually see people fucking? Once. Once. <laughs> Once. Usually me. <laughs> Yes. Penetration. Yeah, penetration. Yeah. No, I mean most people don't I mean and that is a real surprise for a lot of people. And yeah. and it's a it's it's a valid myth because that's the myth I came in with. I used to all the kink that I did prior to getting into the lifestyle was you would give someone a spanking or pull their hair or bite them or whatever and you would get turned on and fucked. Or have whatever sex you were going to have. Which is fine. But. Which is fine, but I did not know until I got into the lifestyle about that fork in the road where you can either go sexual and then you got to commit because hormones, or you can go into that deeper connection, you know, brain chemistry, subspace, top space, you know, visions, euphoria, that you can go down that road and it's still erotic. But it's not necessarily ending with someone having an orgasm right. or fucking. And even if it does, it, it, prostitution is illegal because there is an exchange of money yeah. for sexual favors. And there is no exchange of money at Threshold. However, Dr. Doe did slip me a fat hundy. She did not. She did. She said, man, you are just, you are, can I just tip you? It's I not money. I have a feeling she, Dr. We went Doe into the parking lot. is never going to. We gonna, went into the parking lot. No. She said, this, I, you know, outside the club, I just don't want it to be considered. But, man, I just... I just want to buy you a new shirt, Daddy. You That's what Dr. Doe said to me. Live in this fantasy in your she head. That said never it. happened. And then her camera guy was like, hurry, we're going to go. And she just had that longing look. And she was driving away. You know, he was driving. She was driving away with her hands and her face kind of pressed against the mirror. That's the not back. how I remember it. The back just kind of shut up. And just <laughs> she was just kind of looking. <laughs> she couldn't she get out of there fast scratching. enough. <laughs> shut up, Kathy. She was just scratching at the window. And I'm like, baby, I'll buy a nice shirt. So I sent her a and She picture. actually gave me a hug at the end. I don't think she gave you a hug. No, she did not. <laughs> <laughs> she did not. Our connection. Yeah. She whispered something in my ear I will never tell you about. <laughs> You're lying. You're lying. Let's go on to the next one. You're segment. lying. <laughs> what did she say? Nothing. She next said he's question. a pervert, isn't he? <laughs> she liked me. She liked me. I'm getting the Don't evil look from. <laughs> what? Don't they all? She said something mean about me. <laughs> next question. <laughs> Dr. Doe doesn't like me. I want to be liked by Dr. Doe. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. 
<laughs> do her stupid segment. Man. Whatever. Have... <laughs> I'm a love god. We're never going to get her back here. Mark. That escalated quickly. It you did. Like me, don't you? <laughs> you little bit. You little heart. <laughs> I'm getting validated. I can get butthurt if I want. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Question number <laughs> the two. The bitch loves me. <laughs> she oh wants my, my dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ask another question so we can tell our listeners. I noticed Dr. Doe barely had a reaction to certain sensations like the fire or electricity. Do bottoms have to consciously control themselves from reacting to those situations, or were the sensations mild enough that they just elicit no reaction? Do you guys want to tackle that? I mean, I was I will. we were I there mean, playing I, with her. I, from my experience, there are three reasons why someone will not react to something that's being done to them. Number one is that it actually is so neutral that it doesn't do anything for them. Like everything that happens to Unger in a play scene. Pretty much, yeah. Because he feels no goddamn oh, pain. Look at his face. <laughs> it's Unger. Now he's pouting. Unger. What? Is it true? I've I have seen Abyss beat him with a fucking barbed wire cane, and he just kind of stands there and he's like, well, actually, that one tickled him. That's. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I'm not making shit up. The guy feels See? no pain. That's example number one. Unger, do you want to tell about your surgery? <laughs> Thanks, buddy. What? I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I had a vasectomy Friday, and I uh, one side I feel nothing. Like, like it's not that I don't feel anything. I just feel normal. And the other side, it's meh, a little swollen and a little, like, when I stand up, I feel a little tug. When I had a vasectomy in 92, it was like an invasive fucking, like, I fucking ripped it open and the aliens creature popped out of my nuts and the fucking doctor punched it in the face and it went back in. <laughs> Unger feels nothing. Well, so I was just Unger. making a point. He's an ogre, okay? So the other. High. <laughs> what is it? Sorry, what did he reference? Oh, God. Okay. So either it's just su such a neutral thing for them that, that they're not feeling anything, or sometimes people have an uh, erroneous assumption that they're supposed to hold it in and really take oh, it and yeah, not yeah, show yeah, anybody. That, that happens with guys a lot. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, yeah. Right, mm -hmm. Apple? They try to tough it out like, oh, yeah. you're not going to hurt me. They think that's what they're supposed to do or that that's what the top wants from them. Um, yeah, like um, when I, I have noticed like when I play with men versus women, they'll tend to be more stoic. And I think it's because maybe they just don't know how to express how they're feeling. Yeah. Like they have to process it. Uh, and then I also know guys that, you know, just moan and let it all out. Yeah. Um, I think it just depends on the person, if like how they process that. Right. That actually brings me to the third one. And that would be that, that they are f feeling it really intensely. It's either good or bad. But some people, when they process it, they're processing they quiet, it yeah, mentally. Yeah, they get really quiet. Mm. Yeah, exactly. They go nonverbal. So. They call it nonverbal in the lifestyle. Yeah. When somebody takes a lot of pain. Mark with canes will go nonverbal. She'll smile and giggle a little bit, but then she'll get to a space where literally you're hitting her whack. Like you can see the bruise building immediately and like no actual response. Right. So, mm -hmm. so and, and Dr. Doe, I know that the, we've said this before, the video only showed uh, a little bit of it. It was a three hour shoot. Right. And she was uh, processing a lot of it because. Because she wanted to see what it, what it, exactly. yeah, she wanted to see what it feel like for her experience. And there but, were times where she would tell you that maybe they just didn't show what, what was filmed. But, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Her reactions were really, I mean, there, there were things that, that she enjoyed. Um, I, I think she enjoyed the, the rapping, you know, the one in the video where she's jumping around real cute. <laughs> because 
because she wants me and gave me a hundred dollars and cried when she left. Um, but uh, you know, the things, some of the things <laughs> that she was definitely like not a fan. Fireplay, yeah, <laughs> just like literally. No, that's just not my jam. And and uh, the violet wand, she's like that. Just doesn't does doesn't do it. Yeah. But I think she liked a lot of the impact, and because you could feel her that she was, you could see there was like that apprehension. And then all of a sudden there was kind of like a little bit of you just, you know, you know what I'm saying? When you're playing with someone and you feel that tension and then they just kind of relax into it and they mm-hmm. back into you a little bit more. Plus, let's not forget she had a camera focused on yeah, her. Yeah, 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 she, yeah. But, uh, but no, no, she had really good reactions. And it's great that she, obviously as a sexologist, she was ready to give feedback, you know, because she knew who she was. She knew what she wanted or what she wanted to explore. So it was really great that she was able to just voice and say, I, this, this doesn't do much for me. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, Belle. I was just going to say, as a bottom, it's, I usually go through three stages in a scene. At first, it's like very conscious noises and like, like I, I'm very aware of what I'm doing and I only make noises sometimes. And then I get into a space where it's all very primal and like I don't really have control over what comes out. And then like you're talking about before is then I get to a space where then just like it's absolutely nothing and it doesn't matter how much you hit me like. There's just no actual response. Wow, that's interesting. I've seen that. Yeah, that is awesome. It's sexy. Yeah. Do we have time for one more? Or do you want? Yeah, to let's just do one more. Let's all just right. do one so more. So this third one is. Well, I can't answer this one at all. What is fire play like from a bottom's perspective, mentally and physically? Oh, I've been on. Set, I've been set on fire. Oh, I can do, do this tell one. Us. Good. Take it. <laughs> um. Uh, it's more of like a sensual play. So, because I'm not afraid of fire and like I trusted my top that she wasn't going to burn my hair off or my skin. I mean, it is edge play. I mean, you can get a very serious injury from it, but uh, that sort of fear wasn't there. So I was more enjoying the sensation of it. Like, um, it kind of felt like a, like a, a warm massage, like a massage with like heat, essentially. Sure. And then because you have the top's hand running over you, so you have that skin contact, and then you also have the fire, which is like this tingly heat. So it's definitely not a painful thing, but like your skin gets very, very sensitive because all of like you know all your nerves are firing. Um, but but yeah, I'd say it's it's more of like a sensual like touching experience and not something to be terribly afraid of. Right. Yeah. See, that, w- that wouldn't be me. Your feet. Oh my. And how did that happen? Um, no, I, <laughs> I did fire. I, I learned fire play on myself, live being homeless, living in a, in a van. And you, and you had I, to burn your furniture for for heat. Well, that's well, it's it's, uh, it's see Hollywood Daddy knows <laughs> fucking homeless stow. You it's cold. It's fucking you know it's cold out. You know there's you're, it's thirty thirty degrees, um, and so you need to heat the place up so you can make your little tent inside your van to go to sleep. And so I would just really it was like a thing. You just curl up, curl up tinfoil, make a tray, dump some rubbing alcohol in it, light it on fire, and it, it heats up your place. So as a complete piss on yourself drunk for many years um i would sit there and literally you're bored i'm you're homeless you're you're just in a van getting drunk in some fucking street somewhere and so literally i would just light myself on fire constantly because you're like 
And so <laughs> that's for shits and giggles. For shits and giggles. So I actually, when I came into the lifestyle, I felt very qualified to touch someone with fire because this wasn't something I just fucking learned. Like I just saw a YouTube video, and now I'm going to go and risk someone's life and, and health by lighting them on fire. So I know a lot of the burning, and I know there's certain places like the tops of your feet, man. Just be careful. <laughs> Tops of the feet are a little sensitive inside the uh, you know elbows, anywhere where there's that thin skin and you have like lymph nodes and, and shallow veins, stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of it is just a very warm feeling, um, and then you play with that. You know, as the top, you play with that by seeing you gauge the person. You play a little bit with them, and then you see what their level is and how quickly the oil burns. So if you want to give them a little pain, you go a little bit more. And, it, and it's it's a really stingy thing. And what's great about it is how terrifying it is when you think it's going to be just warm and then all of a sudden it gets – because it escalates so quickly. Mm-hmm. When the oil burns in the skin and you are now burning skin, the messages to your brain are insane. It goes from like, oh, yeah. Ah, no, you fucking shit, fucking shit. Just what the hell? that is basically the message that goes to your brain. So that's that's a, it. It can get really really scary. Right. That's kind of kind of fun. <laughs> I lit my shoes on fire, and that's what. Well, that's where I learned that the seventy percent isopropyl is the best to use because it's thirty percent water and it blows out really easy. So like you can have just like engulf giant torch of flames, and you give it one good blow. Poof, and, Please and, don't and try this at home. It'll go out. Perverted you know. podcast. Listeners. Well, if you are, go in your garage. Go in your garage with a cement floor and just light some on fire on your floor don't in the middle of your- Don't tell them to do fucking that. Fucking Jesus fucking Christ, Kathy. How are you going to teach people fire play? Oh, go, go get your friend and go to a dungeon and light the dungeon and the person on fire? No. Go to a cement floor with an open vented area and light some fucking alcohol on fire and start playing with it. Run your hand through it. Start feeling how long it takes for it to get hot enough to burn you. Give yourself some time to experience that before you go fucking putting it on someone. I didn't say put it on someone. Just learn it from someone at a dungeon. Yeah, so what? That When I teach fire play at the dungeon, the first thing I do is I fill a giant thing and I have everyone line up and I make them. It's called the tempo of the flame. You have them run just like you used to run your finger through the candle. You make them run your hands through the flame and find out how hot is this shit before you go putting it on someone. Light your garage on fire, goddammit. Yes, creepy. I want to add, do not do fire play on your fiance's favorite duvet because it will what what fire. what's a duvet oh it's my a, god uh, it's it's about 150 bucks oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's all you need to know <laughs> what, what's a duvet it's I, a I, pillow cover it's like a comforter it's, yeah it's it's, it's, it's goes highly on the flammable bed. but burns slowly so you don't notice it until until it's it's, <laughs> it's done too, yeah damage beyond all it's use done. <laughs> yeah so well, that's good. I mean, that was great. I love these questions. I, I wish, you know, the video's up to like 120,000 views, and every now and again a new question comes in. So, but I mean, we'll we're going to let we're gonna let go. The video's now stabilized. Like it was going up, and a lot of people were commenting, and now people don't. After a certain point, it just kind of goes into like the people that like drone and watch. But uh, so there's not really been any questions. Well, there's still but it's more, been a, so we it's been a great run. A couple of weeks of okay. Well, questions. we'll just keep coming back to thank you for the Dr. Doe listeners, even yeah. though, you know, she doesn't call me anymore. I think Kathy's just jealous. Anymore. She didn't call you at all. She called me. <laughs> she called me and she said, I'm here. Where do we park? Hello, bitch. Bam. <laughs> Drop the mic. Uh, called me. Nobody believes you. Least of all our listeners. They know you too well. No, they know. <laughs> they know me. Kathy, look at me. They know me. They know me. 
you don't scare me. I'm not trying to scare you, baby. Can we move on, please? Yeah. All right. Let's do that. Tech, 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 tech. Creepy. Tech, 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 tech. podcast. Hey. Is that a live jingle for the tech guy? Just realized I made no jingle. Last time I got a guitar, that's fucked for the for the tech jingle. I was thinking of that. I kind of forgot. Creepy. What up? Get your microphone a little higher. I'm up, trying to get up, this up, fucking up thing. to the thing. There you go. Yeah, Just stand in front mm, of it. it. Smells like so. Holiday. Creepy's going to talk about some uh, <laughs> some tech shit that applies to the BDSM community. What are we going to talk about We're today? We're talking about privacy today. Oh, and, Jesus. Uh, What's that? Yeah, <laughs> not this day and age. There is no such thing. Whatever you say, do. It's going to be on the internet. We'll be there for the rest of the internet life. This is going to be a happy topic, isn't it? It's. I, I wrote some bullet points down because I was reading. And I was like, "This fucking pisses me off." Um, but Kathy had told me about a post that we cannot talk about, but it involved uh, someone going to a place and it 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 logged on his phone, and I guess somebody found out. I didn't read the post. You went to a munch. Somebody went, went to a munch, and, and all I, of a sudden. All over his social media was, hey, what were you doing at that place? Yeah. Huh? And he's like, how do you guys know that I went to this? Anyway, go on. Well, your your smartphone nowadays has this thing called uh, geolocations. It um, basically, every every everywhere you go, it has to connect to cell towers. And the cell towers have to know who you who that phone belongs to, who, who the phone is, and uh, that it was there. This is just so you can have phone signal service, and it's it's just part of having a cell phone. Um, some programs, like Facebook, uh, use that information to feed you whatever ads to make money from it. Um, if you go to, for example, I'm getting married soon, so it's always my Facebook always shows me wedding venues and wedding bullshit all day long. Um, it even knows like some certain things, like. Uh, I looked for a camera once, and now my Facebook feed has filled. Yeah, I've had that camera. before. So um, that kind of stuff is something that's very important for some people. Um, I've never really had an issue with it because I was I was out. Now um, some of the stuff I have to pull back because uh, the people that I'm with now uh, cannot be out. Right. So I had an issue with this, and even with with uh, Bell once um, she knows how it is when you're on Facebook because we have each other on our Facebook and some people that we know in the kink scene we absolutely do not want to know in our real life scene and Facebook knows the friends of your friends of your friends and if you have an interaction even the smallest interaction Facebook knows this and will try and and pop up do you know this person and this person is not somebody you want in your real life he's great in the kink scene but in real life, it's you're like, and just, does, does, but then does everybody see that that's popping up in your thing, or, or uh, you just see it? You just see it. Um, now, why can't you shut that off? You, but then they know your real name. Yeah, they but know your real. Name. Oh, that's that's yeah. That's the then thing. it's the it's, real name now. Instead of seeing Uncle Creepy, they see your my yeah. full name. So, um, Lady Solaris gave me a big tip, and this is what she does. She's out, but she's not out. Right. So what she says, what she does, is that her fet life has no. Uh, facial pictures of her. Sure. So even if you saw this friend of a friend on Facebook, no matter how uh, how you saw it, uh, you wouldn't know. Right. You would just be like, oh, who the fuck is that? Is that? No, it can't be. So you just pass it on. Um, so some of the things I was looking at that kind of throw Facebook off of that trail, um, right now what I use, especially when I go into uh, more illicit areas of the internet, uh, I use a, a browser called Tor, T 
T-O-R. Um, it's free to use. It anonymizes your IP. It uses. It basically connects uh, the old old way of peer to peer. So it your actual IP address is not a, the IP address that you're using to surf the internet. It it tricks uh, ISPs and uh, not necessarily uh, Facebook itself because when you log into Facebook, it still gets your IP. But it it can change what you do what you do see. So it's it's fun to use that. Uh, that Tor browser. Um, did you finish what you were talking about with the cell towers? That you oh, I did not. No. Okay. Sorry. Uh, the cell tower thing is, uh, is a little bit harder to turn off. Um, you can basically uh, turn on airplane mode, which kind of helps with uh, uh, keeping that stuff out. But you don't get any data from that. So, uh, Well, somebody I was with we had to go into that whole privacy section of my phone I don't know what the fuck they did. I should have looked closer because I could have told you. But they turned something off. Yeah. Um, I think it's um, it's called location data. Most smartphones okay. will have that in the uh, the immediate um, menu options. But you may... It's, Mine it's was a, buried. You had to look under settings and then privacy. Yeah. If you have an older phone, um, it could be harder to find. That's but, me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can also just uh, Google it. I mean, if you have a... If you're like, why does Facebook know? You can just Google it. That's how I found it out. Okay. I didn't know... A lot of this stuff, as far as it went, um, specifically the geocaching, right. as, as they call it, or the geolocation, they call it. Okay. So um, now, how do you get out of the Facebook thing? That's a little bit harder to do. You, um, do I have to? Because you said something that kind of pissed me off. You know, you're like, well, fuck you. You sign, you log in, you just give consent. Yeah, yeah. When you log in, you give permission for Facebook to do these things. It's it's all to make money. It's not really. They don't do it just to, to, to fuck, fuck with you or with something. You. It's just yeah. They want to take... make money, and the but more you they get know, fucked anyway. Sure, but that's the that's kind of how America works. It's it's a it's a consumerist. <laughs> that's it. We're done. That's kind of how America works. Fire and brimstone because it's America. just if you want <laughs> to have this convenience, you have to give up this amount of privacy, and the only way to get rid of that is to remove the convenience. There is ways to do those kind of things. Um, you can use tablets with no uh, cell phone usage and rely on uh, a Wi-Fi data uh, plan. You can try that. Um, I would think that. That would be a little bit harder. Um, we did run into a, a thing earlier with a program called Kick. That uh, if you, we in the soap uh, moderators wanted to find a group texting thing, right? Um, because my phone was fucking up and I couldn't read any of Bell's texts. And Kick uh, said, "Do you know such and such?" And it displayed their their kink name by their phone number. <laughs> and this actually one person popped up that I didn't know had this alternate account. Via his phone number, and I was like, "Holy fuck, he's got another account! What what kind of shady shit is he doing?" And and I called him out on it, and and that didn't turn out so well either. So, Oy. um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, you're gonna have to deal with this shit if you want it. I mean, if you, I would say like the best thing to do for FetLife is to keep your emails separate. Don't use your don't just, even, yeah yeah start a separate email. Just take your you phone know. number off Facebook. Um, that helps too. Don't put um, any pictures on a kink. We tell that in orientation yeah, all the time. Don't put a picture of yourself, period. Not your face, not anything. If you have anything to lose, yeah. don't put a picture of yourself or your identifying tattoos and stuff because there's no way yeah. to avoid. There, nobody, because it's not just you being diligent. You are expecting all of your friends 
and kink friends, kink acquaintances to somehow also know that they have to respect your privacy or that what they are doing is endangering your privacy. You cannot trust that people have that knowledge. Like, you're telling me stuff right now that I'm like, what? Yeah. I had shit. Who have I <laughs> fucked up in the last, you know, years? Well, yeah, I mean, even even just nonchalantly, I've outed Bell what twice twice not even like not even like on purpose just like oh that, that dude that oh oh shit yeah that was bad yeah told an entire munch who i worked for once told an entire munch who she worked for wow and and terrible <sighs> and but, she has not let you forget that that's the important no, no, thing is that if she's going to suffer you're wanna, just going to go right along well, with yeah, that I mean, on a daily basis but um what else to say oh um yeah everything you do say and and see on the it will be there for it will the be rest there. of eternity. Wow, thank you for that. Uh, thanks, creepy. thanks yes. for the uh, cheering us Great. up. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it, it's just, the once again, it's the reality. It's yeah. the reality sure. for, there's a number of things I take away from it. Reality one, uh, the world's going to blow up. <laughs> reality two, I'm an nihilist, no one gives a fuck. And reality number three, this is why we do the podcast, is to not just inform people about their tech shit, um, but also the conversations that we're having, if you are out, you need to be out. You need to be saying something. You need to be teaching people so that once, I mean, being gay is now a non-equation. You can be on social media and be gay. You're not going to lose your job. You can still, you know, uh, have a full life being gay because gays spoke out, the ones that could, and said, I'm here, and now it is a non-issue. The kink community, we have to do that. Otherwise, people are still going to lose their kids in custody battles, get fired from their jobs, and all of these things for being kinky. So even though it's a bummer to hear how bad it is and how easy it is for us to be outed, I think it's really important for us to understand if you are in the kink community and you're out and you don't have anything to lose, start a munch, start speaking on panels, start creating groups, talk to other groups. I mean, this is how we end this bullshit, this fear and paranoia of losing everything we have just because of our sexual desires or our erotic desires, because that's shitty to not be allowed to be who we are. Right. So, did uh, Unger ever decide who who in the chat room is going to get one of Jay's fabulous? Oh, Jay, get up there! Jay, tell us your uh, don't tell us long cock and ball stories though. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> unless they're yours. My long cock and balls. Your long cock and balls. <laughs> tell us about your long cock and balls. Oh yeah. Um, so Jay is, is yeah. an artist. Jay has done some art. He is the uh, genius behind our perverted podcast logo, which we use extensively. Um, and uh, what's your what website are you from? Fetishartist.net. Fetishartist.net. Now you have given us some uh, stickers and greeting cards. Now these are all uh, copies and stuff of your. Uh, I like this one. It says smut. It's just a very great font. Um, and so this is a little package that we're actually going to start. You are going to de-virginize mm-hmm. the perverted podcast. This will be our first giveaway. Really? Mm-hmm. Seventy-seven no episodes. Because we our, suck and we don't give our listeners anything. Our lazy asses. I have piles of toys I bought on eBay from plastic fake feet to, you know, butt plugs and things like that. And so we're like, okay, we make enough. You, you know, have Serenity's feet. Our pa- our pa- our patron. I remember when those came out. That was fucking awesome. They're not hers. These are just uh, oh. you know general you know oh. from China eBay 
50 cents oh. for a can, plastic I'm looking foot. at these. Can I have these? No, you got to win. They're so, but So now we get a little bit of money from Patreon. Our, our listeners are supporting us. And so we have enough to actually postage because that's the thing. You can get the free ship, but then if someone in Australia wins it, you got to pay the 10 bucks to ship it to them in Australia. It's oh, not 10 bucks. There's one with snowmen in bondage. Uh-huh. I like that. I like the big For titties Christmas. on the snowman. Yay, bondage. The snow woman. Okay. So, Unger, just oh. to start this easy. Unger! Wait, wait a minute. There are some exclusives Unger! here, what? by the way. What? There are some exclusives here, by There's the way. Original stuff there, in here. There is some stuff that this. Some of this stuff is not going on the internet until January. So this Damn. is this is this so, is it. So you're you, uh, and and the, I'm not doing any shows until January until after January. So it's like. So this is it. We're we're ahead of the game here, Unger. That's right. That's right, Unger. What? Yes. For what? just for the first time, because because we we don't know what we're gonna do. Um, you're gonna give this away to someone in our chat room, pervertedpodcast.com chat room. Yeah. So, have you figured out how they're going to win it? They've already won it. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> 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 Hunter is we on it. have a winner. <laughs> I had no idea. How, how, how did they do that? They, they answered a question. And what was the question that the, our chat... Uh, I, I got semi-narcissistic and asked what I was wearing in the um, Just Another Day on FetLife video. <laughs> Very good. good. Bravo. Bravo. What were you wearing? Uh, a bunny mask. Bunny mask, and who was our winner? Can we say uh, their name? Yes, actually, a fairly new member of the chat, the curly chick, uh, has won. The curly yes. chick, great. So um, apparently sure having a bad night, so we just kind of made her night. Look at that! The curly chick won just some art. Make Jay. sure you get her email address. Mm-hmm. She will contact you, the curly chick. She'll contact you on. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll contact, yeah, and we'll give work us, it out. Very good. And now that we just talked about privacy, yeah, yes. and have her give us her home address. <laughs> yes. Or a P.O. box, or let us send That's it to really work, great. and we'll put a big picture of a titty on it. Sounds good, yeah. We'll send, her, yeah. send it to work. Well, look at that. That's great. Curly and chick. You know what I think we forgot is we didn't allow Apple time to pimp out her cult. I mean, her group. Pimp out the cult. The cult. Oh. Uh, Who totally ignored <laughs> me. They don't oh. love me. They don't. I feel ignored by them. Go ahead. You know what? We, we love you, Boogie. No, you don't. Hugs. Hugs. Apple no. loves you. No. I love you, Peggy. What's the, what, <laughs> um, where can they find you? Uh, so we have a website. It's devilmasssociety.com. Ooh. I know. It's like it's like we're all fancy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's uh, links for like upcoming classes or uh, resources for like rope classes in LA. They're not don't have to be just Devil Mass Society. Um, also like where to buy rope, there's safety information. So if you are interested in rope and want to sort of learn just sort the basics, get your foot wet, um, go to devilmasssociety.com. Thank you. Very good. Thank you very much. A little applause. Now the fun part. Are we going to do some Wheel of Kink? Yes. We're going to do Wheel of Kink? Wheel of Kink! kink. <laughs> so glad we made Jay happy with that. All right, so Belle. Belle's going to spin the Wheel of Kink. Now who's who gets to, to perform the thing? I do! Yes! <laughs> All right, go ahead and spin it. So we got our wheel of kink. It's new. Let's see what we got there. A strap. A, a strap. What the fuck is a strap? You mean a belt? Yes, same thing. Anything leather that's a strap. a strap. I'm like, do we even have that? All right, yes, belt, get on the table. Get on the table. We're going to give you 800 swats with a strap. 800? <laughs> well, you didn't put a number. So get on. Pull down your pants. I'm trying. Pull down. Oh, that's good. Oh, my gosh. You have such a cute butt. 
Oh, yeah. Can you hear this? Yes. Are you hearing me? I hear you. I gotta get a belt. Unfortunately. Where's it? Oh, here's a belt. Oh, that's a mean belt. Oh, Hang on, Boogie. Oh, oh, never mind. Okay. No, no, no. Belts, <laughs> well, come on. On the, table. <laughs> on the table with your butt under here. Jay, put that back on. Let's uh, back up a little bit. <laughs> She has kitty cat panties on. Oh, my God. That's oh, oh, right. You wiggled the kitty for me. There okay, are I'm ears on two, the panties. I have two. One is really thick and one is not. Which belt? Okay, good. You didn't choose. I'm going to take this one. All right. So how many swats are we doing? What is uh, six divided by 12? Negative four. All right. Eight. Eight is a great answer. All right. Are you ready? Maybe. What'd you say? Maybe. Maybe? All right. Let's try. I'm just, these are warm ups. These don't actually count in the thing. I'm just warming up. All right. Are you ready? Yes. You count out one. Dr. Doe is foolish for not wanting you. No. Sir, oh. are you ready? <laughs> as loud as you can. One. Dr. Doe is foolish for not wanting you. Sir. Good. <laughs> Foolish for not wanting you, sir. <laughs> Three, Dr. Toad. Foolish for not wanting you, sir. What are we on? Three, two, Three, two, one. what? No. Okay, here we go. We started. Four, Dr. Toad is foolish for not wanting you, sir. Because you want me. Never mind, don't answer that. <laughs> Five, Dr. Toad is foolish for not wanting you, sir. Oh my god, look at these marks. That looks beautiful. Oh, you got her thigh. I, well, yeah, that I is a nice. You got to mix that up. You got to get a stripe. Okay, and let's see. If I favored another side, I got to get this side. Six. Doctor Thomas, what's wrong? My favorite was that "fuck you" look that I just got from that. That was just like I'll cut a bitch look. That's a good. All right, we got two more. Two more. All right, are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Here we come. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Doe is foolish for not wanting you, sir. Good. I like that she makes eye contact. Aww. And now one more. Here we go. And. Eight. Dr. Doe is foolish for not wanting you, sir. Yeah! yeah. That is a very, very good job, little That girl. is great. And that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to everyone who made this show happen. To Hollywood Daddy and Renata. To Uncle Creepy. Jay from FredishArtist.net. To Lovely Belle for getting strapped. (laughs) To Unger, Mark, and everyone in the chat room. To our lovely Apple for guest hosting with us today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And finally from Boogie and myself. Thank you to everybody. And be sure if you want to support us, go to our Patreon page or go to our PayPal page on pervertedpodcast.com. And just remember, we do the show every week. And if you want to get in the chat room every Monday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you can join Unger in the chat room by going to pervertedpodcast.com. And now we are going to leave this fucking show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Penis. Penis. Let me see your butt. Oh my god. Oh. oh. You guys so should nice. all leave me sometime. <laughs> <laughs> leave. Poor girl. Thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> She's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs>